0: Today on episode number 48 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're going to talk about keeping things simple. We've got an update about Nimbit. And as we continue listening to my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement, you'll hear about holding auditions. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to. Tell the world just... Bells, gigs, make that dope. Watch that fan base grow and grow. So many tools you can use. So tell the world that's what you're going to do. Do it yourself, you can't lose. Who can spread the word? Nobody's better than you. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at MarketingMusician.com. All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jemin Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. You can find that at Amazon for, like, couch change. And today we'll actually be listening to a segment of that. And uh, if you want to buy the audiobook, the whole audio book, you can go out to our website. It's marketingmusician.com. You can email me, marketingmusician.com. You can uh, actually leave a little voicemail there's a uh, button on the left-hand side of the site. If you're on an iPad or an iPhone or anything with a microphone, you can do that, or you can just leave a comment out at our website, which is what Allie did last week. You didn't hear it. we were talking about call loop, which is a way to do group text messaging. And Allie says, "Dave, I think at the moment texting is definitely effective. At least everyone starts. At least until everyone starts doing that. That's the whole point." is the fact that uh, I think eventually everybody is going to jump in on this. And uh, you can find more about the uh, service we're talking about. Go to marketingmusician.com forward slash call loop. That's marketingmusician.com forward slash call loop. And she says, I get so many emails now, I'm I'm too lazy to read the ones that aren't urgent. I would definitely consider this offer. Thank you so much for pointing it out. Well, that's what we're here for. That's really what this podcast is about. Back in the day, this podcast was called the Mark, or it was called the Musicians Cooler, where musicians come to trade advice. And it's really just a way for us to, uh, you know, share what's working out there in the field. Um, Rachel says, Wowzer, Dave, this call loop sounds cool. So again, you can find that. If you missed that episode, go out to uh, marketingmusician.com forward slash. That will take you right to last week's episode. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit. I'm going to be talking more about Nimbit in the future. If you haven't checked out Nimbit, Nimbit go to marketingmusician.com forward slash Nimbit. That's N-I-M-B-I-T. And uh, starting, uh looks like next month, The um, that's when the rollout is. What's going on is Nimbit is this great. Well, here, let's go to that. Let me read this right from their website. What is Nimbit? It provides the easiest way to sell and promote music, merchandise, and tickets to fans. And this is not just on your website. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. And the whole time, you're building a great fan base. So you can sell MP3s, CDs, merchandise, tickets, all that stuff on your website, again, or on Facebook. You can drive sales and grow your fan base with uh, shareable promotions for Facebook and Twitter and email. And those... Promotions are going to feature music, video players, personal messages, free downloads, discounts, all that stuff is built into it. If you want to uh, set up a tip jar, you can actually do that as well. Um, it says one in 20 transactions on Nimbit receive support averaging $7.80. So when you put up, hey, get this for free, people actually donate $7.80 or, or one of those kind of pay as much as you think it's worth. Um, it says get discovered by selling music on iTunes, and getting placement on Spotify. This is all through Nimbit. Now, if you'd like to help support this show, use my link when you sign up. Go to marketingmusician.com forward slash Nimbit. And um, they really do seem to be a kind of all-in-one stop shop. Um, You'll actually, another thing I found out, you'll understand your fans, and you're going to build your business because you're going to have enhanced analytics and sales reporting all in one spot. So I actually signed up for an account. This isn't something I'm just pimping. But I just found out because I'm now starting to use them, and and you are going to hear me talk about them in the future because I'm really intrigued by the service. Um, Starting in May 2013, they're going to roll out support for the following currencies. So as much as I'm based in the U.S., I realize everybody, you know, this podcast is listened to in, you know, I think it's like 38 different countries, something like that. But they're going to have support for the Australian dollar, for the British pound, for the Canadian dollar, for the euro, for the Hong Kong dollar, Mexican peso, New Zealand dollar, Philippine peso, Singapore dollar, and, of course, the U.S. dollar. And in addition to that, uh, NIMBIT subscribers will be able to set their storefronts to display their language in either English, French, German, or Spanish. Now, support for additional currencies and storefronts in other languages is going to be introduced as needed to meet customer demand. So it's going to be pretty cool, the fact that you're going to be able to – you know, create a supportive relationship with your fans, and really be able to directly. There, there's no middleman here. It's you, and and right to the fan. It's pretty cool. Um, it says by adding local currencies and native languages to the Nimbit format, we're giving them a better way to do that. Says the uh, president. So again, if you're interested in this, I found that really interesting. And like I said, I signed up, and it's pretty cool go over to marketingmusician.com forward slash Nimbit. All right, next up, I want to talk about keeping things simple. Now, the band I'm in right now, we're uh, playing, we're getting pretty heavy. It's just a cover band, nothing too crazy. But um, the the lead singer, who is one of the best singers I've ever worked with, is also a gadget freak, as am I, right? But here's the thing. We're actually, I wish I had the name of the program. We're running our our mixer now is on an iPad. It's some sort of deal where you plug the the iPad into this mixing console, and instead of having sliders, physical sliders, they're on the iPad. It's really cool. He actually has two iPads, and via Wi-Fi, he can run the sound right from his microphone, where he also has his lyrics. And so it's... A cool, technology-wise, it's impressive. However, one of the things that I found is we played a much smaller club uh, recently. And so we didn't drag in the big speakers. We didn't drag in the whole kit and caboodle. We had a single, I think it was a 12-channel powered board that we ran the vocals through. We didn't run the drums through. We didn't run any, you know. We kept it simple. And I got to tell you that that gig was more enjoyable because it was simple. And so now when we play, I mean, we've got, I think it's four different monitor mixes. And it just, there, it's very, very elaborate. And my question is, there, there are, just because it's cool doesn't mean you need it, right? It doesn't mean that something that you really, really should be doing. And consequently, it's really become a bit of a frustrating piece with the band. In fact, we're actually in a band meeting Tuesday to sit down and kind of go, look, things are going a little bit off, off the track here and we're going to put things back on. And I have faith in that. We have pretty good communication, hence the name of my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. But um, the, the question is, is this a want or a need? Right? You need power. For your PA system you need good speakers that reproduce your vocals at a minimum so people can hear you do you need you know a 40 channel board when you're a three-piece power trio no no you don't and so there are times that you need to ask yourself you know do would it be better if I kept things simple because here's the thing The simpler it is, number one, there's less things to go wrong. There's less things to focus on. And in some cases, you know, I played in a band where anybody that soloed, the keyboard player and myself, the guitar player, we had volume pedals. And we would set everybody's rhythm, right, everybody's rhythm uh, volume. And we would make sure the vocals would be heard. And we just set the, so that we... Pushed down on the volume pedal, we made sure you could hear the solo. So we, we made it to where our volume pedals had a pretty decent swell when you put it all the way down. And then when you were done soloing, you would push the volume pedal back. And if you forgot, it was a pretty big deal. It was well known that, like, look, you know that's supposed to be all the way back because uh, we had it set. So when it was back, it wasn't off. And when and I, I use right now, I use one from uh, Roland. That has a little knob on the side that lets you set how wide the pan is, and so we would set the vocals up. We would set we would get all the base vocal, uh, the bass volume, and the guitar volume, and the keyboard volume, and that was it. It was simple, and we sounded great. There there wasn't a huge need for separate monitor mixes. There wasn't a need for uh, that's another one uh, when you start adding effects. Uh, you know, most rooms have an ambiance. You don't need echo and, and reverb and things like that because it just adds more complexity. So, if you're finding your band a bit frustrating, you might want to ask yourself: Do we is there do we need to maybe scale? Should we go back? Easy for me to say. Should we make things simple? Let's start back with the basics. You know, you hear about this in sports, basketball teams, football teams, and things like that. And they'll say, well, how did you achieve success? And they said, we went back to the basics in football. We learned how to tackle, right? Sometimes we need to go back to the basics and make sure that you are creating an environment where you can musically thrive, where you can, um, you know, emotionally thrive because there's nothing more, that nothing will ruin a gig more than when you're frustrated because the technology is getting in the way. So sometimes yeah, there's a big bright shiny object that we want to play with and we could do this and then realize that then there's things more more things to plug in, more batteries that you need to buy or things like that. Sometimes you might want to sit back and go, maybe we should simplify Last up, we have our section from my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. Now, you can find this out at marketingmusician.com. You can actually buy the audio book. Or, if you're more of a reader, it's available on Kindle. Just uh, put in the phrase, Get Your Band Out of the Basement, and uh, you'll find that. And it's like couch change. You can pick this thing up for and be reading it instantly, of course. And uh, in this section... I tell you about some tips on auditions. Holding auditions. Now, if this person joins your group, you're going to be spending lots of time with them. You may want to talk with potential bandmates on the phone and only invite those to an audition that you've gotten along with on the phone. Now, before the person comes to the audition, explain to them that a decision will not be made at the audition. Now, One way to separate the men from the boys is to hold what's called an open audition, where all potential members are there at the same time. If the musicians don't have the balls to show up for one of these, they're probably not good enough. Now, if you're going to invite people over one at a time, the tryouts may span a serious span of time. If you have access to some sort of recording device, you may want to record these sessions so you can compare them later. If you can arrange it, have everyone perform at least one of the same song. This way you can compare apples to apples. Now, try to keep things light. Investigate their musical influences, their favorite groups, their musical types. You may not want a drummer influenced by John Bonham to play in your Elton John tribute band. And here, remember one very important thing. As much as you are trying them out, they are trying you out. Make sure any members you have in place show up on time and they know their stuff. Nothing stings more than finding the perfect vocalist only to have them turn you down because your rehearsal was a disorganized, late-starting piece of crap. Once you find the people you want, call both the winners and... The losers. Now, why call the losers? Well, number one, it's a nice thing to do instead of just leaving them hanging, wondering if they got the gig or not. Also, in the event your first choice turns out to be an idiot, by being nice and keeping people in the loop, you have a better chance of talking one of the quote losers of the contest to be actually a band member. There are plenty of times when you're going to need a spare guitarist or a spare bassist or a spare singer you want to start establishing a reputation for being cool to work with. As I mentioned before, musicians tend to hang out together, and if you're an egomaniac, it won't take long for everyone to figure this out. Now, if you're not sure who to pick, keep in mind that you might want to judge people on more than their musical talent. When I spoke with Fountain Blue recording artist Donya Oxford, who tours the world, she had this advice about picking band members. She said, "Well, you have to realize that you're going to live with these people 24-7, if you're assembling a group to tour and you have two musicians and one has slightly lesser talent but a better personality, take the personality. If you find yourself burying your face in a book to avoid people, it can make the tour very long. Of course, like a family, you're not always going to get along but try to find a team player or to make your band completely miserable. And Donya brings up a great point. If you think about it, a musical talent can be improved as time goes on. Personalities, eh, not quite so easily transformed. Now, what if you're auditioning for an established band? What if you're the person, you know, you're looking for a, to join a band you go through the classifieds. You see people are looking to find an established band. They want to play out right now. They just need you to fill this spot. Now here are some tips. I would recommend for both cases of being the person auditioning or the band holding their audition. If you have any, feel free to send them to me at 888-563-3228. Remember, all the thing that bands can argue about Money, practice, songs, gigging, schedule, communication, dedication, all those things that bands can argue about. You want to find a band or person with the same interest and dedication that you do. With this in mind, you might check the following. Does the band have a real website? Now, what I mean by this is, do they have a website address? Or is it something like, check us out at, you know, the red crusaders.blogspot.tild.tryandspellthis.com It's so sad. You can get your own website address for $8.99 a year. $8.99 a year. So when I see people that have a website that's based on a free website, it's just kind of sad. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, then go for it, but... It's not a very good first impression. Now, if a person is leaving the band you're auditioning for, and they have a few gigs left, go watch the band. See how professional they are. Do they start on time? How do they interact with their fans? How do they load their equipment? Is it every man for himself, or is it as a team? What volume do they play at? If you are auditioning, when the audition comes, they will ask you to learn some songs to see how fast you can learn them. You might suggest a song for them to see how quickly they can learn songs. But that really depends on the situation. Lastly, if you have access again to recording equipment, make a quick demo of yourself. If you're a guitarist, splash together some some leads. If you sing, put some quick vocal, you know, sing a couple lines and send it to them. Most auditions I've been involved with, you audition And then you leave. The band is left to their memory when comparing the different participants. If you leave a demo of yourself, it might persuade them to give you the gig, as they will not have to strain to remember you. If you don't have access to recording equipment, take a boombox and record the audition and leave them the tape. Now granted, that's poor quality, but it's better than nothing and chances are no one else auditioning will leave a copy of themselves behind. When I graduated from high school, my first band fell apart as we all went our separate ways. Now, I must have auditioned 15 different singers. Looking back, the job would have been much easier if I had recorded each audition and had some songs that every person had to sing. So, again, I could compare apples to apples. If you can find a way to record the auditions, do it. Now, I'm going to be talking about a list of questions to ask when finding musicians. This is double important when auditioning for an established band. Now, why so many questions? Because this band has already established the way it operates, and more importantly, their habits, both the good ones and the bad ones. If you try to come and change everything, it may not be such a smooth ride. Much like when you are forming a band, try to find people who are on the same page as you when it comes to the music, the performance, and the dedication. And there you go. And again, you can find that at Amazon or just go out to our website. It's right there on the right-hand side. Get your band out of the basement. An easy way to help support the show. If you've been getting this information for free and you go, boy, I wonder how I could help Dave, that would be an easy way to do that. And if you do buy the book, please write a review, even if it's bad. Uh, I'm always looking for that. Actually, bad reviews, I would prefer go to me. But, you know, I'm always looking for a constructive feedback. do want to let you know, I am. Uh, if you're looking to start your own band's website, I do have a class for that uh, out at marketingmusician.com. It's called Build Your Band's Website. And uh, I'm looking for anybody. I, I'm starting a new program on that. And that is you can actually get this for free now. I bet I have your attention now. Here's how this works if you don't have a website yet you don't have a website yet, you haven't purchased any hosting, send me an email, Dave at MarketingMusician.com with the phrase, uh, let's go band quick start, band quick start in the subject line. And then what will happen is I will send you a link where you can order your hosting. And that'll cost you about $8, I think a month. And I will earn a commission from that. And with that commission, I will then pay for you to take the class, get your band out of the basement. I'll also go over and install uh, WordPress, which is what I recommend you use, and uh, all the plugins needed to run your band. And then you can actually just watch the videos at marketingmusician.com and uh, go from there. So obviously you'll need to provide graphics and music and things like that. But you also have me along the way to help build your band's website. And I'm actually looking for somebody right now because I want to redo some of the videos at marketingmusician.com. So, I actually want to find somebody who doesn't have a website, and I will actually go through and build your band's website, uh, just like I said, and I, I will document it for the website so other people who go behind us can do that. And the reason I'm doing that is WordPress updates itself from time to time. And uh, so, if you're looking to have this done, again, send me an email dave at marketingmusician.com. Put band quick start in the subject line and uh, we'll get you going and uh, all you'll do is buy hosting for eight bucks and uh, in no time you'll have a website and you'll have the knowledge to be your own webmaster. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let me uh, remind you that for those who have money there is well therapy and for the rest of us uh, there is music. Stay cool everybody. Uh, I will see you again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. Take care. God bless.